This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. Eyes On. Eyes On. Live from the Shorter Children's Reading Festival. I think there is some sort of consciousness when it comes to climate change and uh, global warming in comparison to perhaps 10, 15, 20 years ago. And some people believe it might be a little bit too late, but there are a lot of people who are hopeful about the future and hope that the future generations can make uh, amends to all the mistakes that the previous generations have made. Now, what is interesting is that we've got Annette Heffernan, who is a children's book author and sustainability consultant to schools. And her lifelong goal is to make Earth a better home for children, whether by making them laugh or addressing environmental issues that affect their generation. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Great great having you here and great having you to talk about Earth Hour, especially since, yes, yes, all of us have heard about Earth Hour, but taking that topic and directing it towards children. How did you come on about this idea? Well, I first heard, I live in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. and so I first learned of Earth Hour when I was driving home one evening over the Golden Gate Bridge and the lights went out. And Mm -hmm. I thought maybe there had been a power outage. Yeah. And later I learned that no, in fact, it was Earth Hour. And so I was very, very interested in that topic um, and thought, went to explore it, I thought, how could someone like me, who's so environmentally conscious, not have heard of such an event? And so as I began to explore it, I thought, this is a wonderful connection to to connect children and such an event. Because I think climate change can be a very big and scary topic, Mm -hmm. even for adults. And it's so vast. Mm -hmm. You know, are you talking about pollution in the oceans, pollution in the air, or food scarcity or whatever and so I think it's easy even as adults to feel powerless and it's Mm -hmm. even easier when you're seven and so what I love about Earth Hour is whether you are seven or 107 Mm -hmm. you can make a contribution every day not just on Earth Hour. And I love the fact that you picked that and like you said people feel uh, powerless and helpless whether they're seven years old or adult but Beyond that, at what point did you decide to become environmentally conscious and more, let's say, aware of what's happening in our environment and taking a conscious step yourself personally towards making our earth better? Well, I would say that that came from my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have very fond memories of being young and planting gardens with my mother. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a universal truth that we will fight for what we love and fight for what we care for. Mm -hmm. And so if you take children when they're young and you give them the opportunity to create a love for the environment, whatever, in whatever manner that means, Mm -hmm. uh, you are creating a lifelong relationship with sustainability and climate change and it empowers them to address it in their own way Uh, as they grow old and begin to become their own stewards as we kind of pass the torch, if you will. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And how can we do that? Like, again, like you said, it's very difficult for adults. I mean, it's very hard for us to switch to something a little bit greener, whether moving from something as simple as, say, detergents going towards uh, detergents that are better for environment, um, SPF that is better for the coral reefs and whatnot. How do you navigate that with a child? You 
don't you don't tackle it all at once. Hmm. And you definitely don't come at it from a didactic point of view with a list of things that you should be doing this and you should be doing this and you should not be doing this. Yeah. Connecting to things that they are passionate about and things that they can actively contribute without an adult's permission. Mm -hmm. I can actively choose to recycle. I can actively choose to turn the water off while I'm brushing my teeth or turn the lights off. That's very, very empowering. And taking it one step at a time, because as we learn about the effects, for example, of fossil fuels on the planet or the effects of sunscreens on our coral reefs, we can layer on from there. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with adults as, as it is with children. Take, take one thing and focus on that and do really, really well with that. And if you don't recycle every single time, 100% of the time, that's okay. Because imagine if a million children, and then two million children, and then 10 million children became yeah. aware mm -hmm. of the effects of sunscreen on the coral reefs. That's huge. That is absolutely huge, and that is very true. I mean, this is, I feel like, a recurring theme as I speak to authors and chefs and illustrators right here at the festival. And they always say, when I ask them about how do you tackle this topic with a child, they always say, take it step by step. And it's always some sort of uh, trying to ingrain it in them subconsciously by imitation. When you do something, your child is going to do the same as well. And which brings me to another thing, which is peer pressure. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that unfor the unfortunate case is that a lot of parents might not be environmentally conscious. Let's say a child has adopted something which is recycling or picking, doing something that would be considered environmentally conscious and they're surrounded by other children or other parents who do not do that and maybe they might belittle little them for that or just put them in a tough situation and how do you kind of go on about that if they suddenly feel um, disheartened they don't do it I don't want to do it either well I think that that's a really valid uh, question and, and it layers into so many parts of childhood, right? It, mm -hmm. Not just environmental issues. Um, it's funny because I actually um, brought with me a container. My children have been taking what we call waste-free lunch mm -hmm. since they were tiny. And in the United States, when they were young, it, it, it wasn't this big of a thing. My, my oldest son is 20 years old. And I still have the original container that he was using when wow. he was in uh, preschool actually since he was three and started taking his own you know lunch to, to school and I carry that around with me to, to show that you know if it's not strange or odd in your own home mm -hmm. then it's easy to carry forward I think and, and focus on the, you know the benefits of it and but it's like anything right create a dialogue because yeah. there are many things that a child can become self-conscious about mm -hmm. and um, and I think environmental awareness is one that if it's incorporated into your life and it's just kind of the way it is in your home or your school mm -hmm. or your community, I, I think it kind of starts somewhere and spreads from there. And speaking about those uh, conscious decisions, what are some steps or like easy steps that parents can take when they're teaching their kids about global warming, climate change, and um, the looming, let's say, danger, as pessimistic okay. as it sounds, the looming danger of, of the, these causes? I, it, focus on the hope. 
do, do not focus on the doom because yeah. there's a lot of doom out there, right? And that's mm -hmm. for the adults to hold. True. It is our job as authors, as educators, as parents, as a community to give a child hope mm -hmm. and put the power in their hands for the things that they can do. So we're going to focus on the positives. We're going to focus on the things that you can do every day, not all at once. Mm -hmm. We're going to layer them on. Yeah. But we're going to focus on the fact that you can turn off the lights. You can save power. You can, uh, you know, save water. You can do all of those things. Um, and you can share those things with your parents as well. So when we learn those in school and when we bring those home from our other activities and sharing that creating the dialogue is where any lesson in life starts. I love that so much. It's very simple and it's all about, like you said, the silver lining yeah. despite what is happening in the world. Can you tell us more about your participation right here at the Shardy Children's Reading Festival? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to be having a panel with some colleagues this evening. I'm very much looking forward to that. It's a similar topic. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you create How do you create a message for children around a very scary topic? Yeah. Climate change and sustainability in a way that is engaging. Um, and the answer to that is create an emotional connection. It goes mm -hmm. back to the universal truth. We will fight for what we love. And so that's really how you do it. Not preaching, just creating an emotional connection for them. And I'm going to be visiting a school, so I'm very excited about that. It sounds amazing and incredibly exciting as yeah. well. Now, before we end it, I've been asking the same question to all the authors, illustrators, all my guests, and that is, growing up, what is your favorite book? Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, the classic. I love Where the Wild Things Are. I mm -hmm. think I was the wild thing. <laughs> so maybe that was it. It's just that. so engaging and mysterious mm -hmm. and truthful. I, I fully understand that. And it is, as you said, it's a classic. A lot of kids are into it even now at this day and age. And that just speaks volume as to what the book, the messages the book carries. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank right you so here. much for having me. It's exciting to have you here and cannot wait to check out your panel. This is a call of action to everybody listening right now. If you want to teach your kids about being environmentally conscious, you know where to be. And that is Expo Center Charge at the Sharded Children's Reading Festival. A quick break and our final segment is coming up. Just talking about the workshops and panels happening today and in the next couple of days. Stay tuned and stay locked to Eyes On. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 4 p.m.